0: Hope Carpool Karaoke Special Edition, we are in South Asia, undisclosed country. Today we're going to be talking about our missions trip, a recap of our short-term missions trip. We're going to be talking about what we've been doing here in the country and missions trips in general. Stay tuned for more. Tom? I'm good. You said karaoke in the intro. We might have to just sing a song later. We will have to. Bus Q and A. Bus pool Q and A. Yeah, but yeah, we're in a bus. We've got our um, secret fan. missionary. Do
1: you
0: reckon it's a bus? Yeah, we're a bus. Something. Bus. Sometimes, sometimes Something we get ring. the locals knocking on the door it's to real to come ring. in. Yeah, the amount of people <laughs> that have that have stood it's, up. It's the same, with the same bus as the usual child's. buses. Instead, <laughs> they'll get on and we just <laughs> wave, wave goodbye. Yeah, not, the white people waved at them. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we're we're here in South South Asia. Yes. Uh, we're on a missions trip. Yeah. This is with the with beautiful scenery. Yep. Oh man. You guys probably can't see it too much. We're on um, massive mountains, beautiful, uh, beautiful valleys. Yeah. The rivers right next to us. the The roads are pretty dodgy, so you might hear some bumps. We apologise for the audio quality. I think the video quality is a bit better though. Yeah. Um...
1: Plenty of plenty of beeping. Yep. Um... I think. For once, I, I'm in a vehicle that I feel safer in than you're driving up the highway.
0: Mate, if you feel safer in this, then
1: that's, <laughs> that's, that's faith. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. Should be uh, shocking. I'm, me I'm more. doing
1: tremendous, mate. We're yeah. here with an amazing team of people from um,
0: Team, team Strike Force. Team of people from Hope Reform Baptist Church. Yep.
1: Team Strike Force from Hope. Yep. Uh, plus four of our our Christian brothers indigenous to this country. Who have been translating for us, yeah. and we are headed back to our main HQ uh, to end the fortnight where we will be getting a plane tomorrow. Back, maybe we could do a plane call QA or on, karaoke on the plane. One or two, uh, can so try. So, um, that's it's been a full two weeks. Great yeah. team, great guys doing great work, great gals being awesome, uh, team members. Just it's um, it's been awesome. I mean, yeah, you know, this is, this is what you're. You live for as a pastor, preaching the gospel with your flock to unreached people. It, it hardly gets better than that. It would yeah.
0: be. here in South Asia. Why? What are we doing here? Well, we are.
1: Uh, uh, three years ago, we sent out a uh, hope centre. In the same year, I became a pastor. We sent out uh, a man and his family who had been preparing for missions for a while. Who was uh, in, involved with a uh, in partnership with an agency on the ground. <clears throat> um, and so he's been planted here in South Asia. And it was just a few months after that, that COVID struck. So we haven't been able to do any travel since then. So yeah. uh, this is our inaugural, this is our first uh, missions trip overseas since uh, I became pastor. So this is very, very exciting to be a part of. Um, we're here to, of course, support his work and help his work, mm. uh, give experience to the team and utilize the team's gifts and uh, knowledge yep. for the sake of upbuilding churches. So a missionary's work is, Um, He's planted a church in in the main capital city. He has uh, uh, been a part of training uh, many men for the pastoral office and uh, over the last few years there has been 17 guys sent out as pastors or, or as church planters and about 30 churches planted and uh, hundreds of people saved. So... Praise the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. So that's in an unreached people group.
0: Yeah. What's an unreached people group for the people who don't know? A place where the gospel is not accessible to them at all. And yeah. when we go there, it's the first time hearing, Some sometimes hearing the name of Jesus, but, but they might have heard of his name, but they don't know that They're he died. In political discussions. Yeah. About. They just know he's he's one of the gods. But but the yeah, the the work and definition
1: of missiologists at the moment, of an unreached people group, is that they um there are people among whom there is not enough indigenous Christians for it to be a self sustaining Christian movement. Yep. Um, yep. It, there's
0: not enough people for there to be enough momentum for it to be a an yeah. ongoing to the and, and the first church in this country was planted back in the '60s, yep. 1960s. 1960s. So really fresh. Um, Something yeah. to pick up some momentum
1: in this country. Mm. Praise the Lord. So that's uh, the churches around, you know, spread around the country. Mm. Uh, dozens of hours uh, drive in between each one sometimes. Yep. A handful of hours at sometimes. But across villages and mountains and plains and valleys, just all over the shop. There are these uh, uh, churches planted Mm. with growing congregations, praise the Lord. Yeah. um, Of obviously all, basically all first generation Christians. And um, and so our missionary works to uh, periodically throughout the year, those pastors either come to him or he goes to those pastors, trains them in the ministry, trains them in theology, trains them in shepherding the flock checks in with them and how they're doing and what's going on in the church. Mm. Uh, uh, The agency that is on the ground uh, helps to fund that work of the pastors. Um, And and then obviously on top of that is evangelism. So so we're here doing all of that with alongside with them. Um, That's what we've been doing. Evangelism in each location, lectures, theology talks, biblical training it, uh, in each of the locations, and then the missionary and myself are training up the pastors so that we would have a, a, um, a session for them, particularly about things like yeah, guarding the flock, preaching expository, qualifications for elders, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So we've been teaching and uh, preaching various topics that have been strategically chosen. Yeah. Uh, why have those topics specifically been chosen?
1: Yeah, okay, so the the topics have been sort of arrived at, uh, liaising between myself and our, our uh, missionary here. Uh, ones that are basically and essentially needed because of the nature of the Christian faith. Yep. But also to pick among those was those that are uh, particularly helpful for. Where the, the local churches are at in each region, mm. and thinking of the the country as a whole, it is a it is a young Christian movement. Mm. It is a, a, every church is a relatively young church compared to most other places that the, the gospel has gone. Yep. Um, and so they are um, still building their foundations of theology, their understanding, um, the DNA of their churches. So um, so those things the talks that I mean you gave once and the other the, and all the other guys on the, on the trip did one we did
0: or oh, there was sufficiency of scripture there was yep. evangelism in the Great Commission
1: yeah
0: uh, marriage and family sola fide yep justified by faith alone yep um, um suffering and
1: particularly the um uh, you know for example the scripture we're, yep. we're in an area where no matter how rural you are there's still hyper charismatic <laughs> Yeah. Theology that has yep. got here. And so there's. Lots of charismatic churches. Yeah, and, and a lot of teaching that has spread to be uh, along the lines of um, leading into dreams and visions, uh, extra biblical revelation as authoritative. Yep. Um, uh, cultic behavior and teaching. Yep. Eastern spirituality of, you know, revelations and things like yep. that. And so the church, and still, still a very young church. Yeah. Um, and then they're many of them first-generation Christians needing to learn the centrality, the authority, the inspiration, and the sufficiency of the spoken and inscripturated word of God in the Bible. Yep. So, and you know, we're, we're, this this is exactly what we're, we're always teaching and preaching, where the theology is not for the academics, mm. good sound theology is not for Western churches. Who have you know who are all together or whatever? Once you're out of suffering, then you can start figure you know focus on theology. It's 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 the you know it's bullets for the trenches. These guys are building. They need they need sound doctrine, good theology,
0: and
1: um, it was. Uh, I mean, you, you which ones did you preach?
0: Um, I did local church twice. Talked yep. about the importance of the local church. Talked about um, why the church exists. The church exists for mission um, to preach the gospel. Talked about. Um, the church is God's eternal plan for salvation, um, or how He, the means by which He uses to save people. All this stuff we've been talking about on this Q and A, really, because Hinduism um, is
1: the is the major religion here. Yep. Uh they don't really have the equivalent of a church in like Hinduism. You know, a um, local believers that would be, yeah, you know, intimately and covenantally joined together, yeah. regular meeting, they have temples.
0: They have, yeah. So, so that's a very important digit, The Centrality. Yep. Yeah, and talked about the need for biblical elders, qualified yeah. men, um, deacons, their role in the church, and, you know, a lot of things that we've been hearing in this Q&A series. You did, you did Justification by Faith alone? Uh, no, but no. some other guys did, yeah. and it... Jono and Oscar. Jono and Oscar did that one. And smashed it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was very helpful for the churches we're in, you know, yeah. Justified by Faith alone, not by works of the law. Yeah. Um, yeah, what so Justification is, uh, what it's not...
1: The legal language of justification versus the, the behavioural language of sanctification. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the time pastors can be preaching the gospel in the sense of saying Jesus saves, Jesus alone saves, yep. trust Jesus, but to have that Pauline, forensic, theological, exegetical explanation of what we mean by saved in terms of justification, how that comes about who God does it through, the instrumental uh, uh, cause of, of justification being our faith alone. that, that stuff is, yeah. um, was, was very helpful wasn't it cool seeing just a, you know, a small sea of people uh, rural rural South Asia villages, uh, traditional dress, all taken notes like crazy during, yeah. during, the, during the topics, so good. Yeah, there, there might have been a temptation to think that we're going to enjoy teaching these. Are they going to, is this going to be what they're keen on? Is this going to be, you know, are they going to enjoy this? Or yeah. are they, are they uh, too distracted? I mean, they have so much going on in their life. Are they yeah. too shallow to care? I don't know, what do what, what we see? But, you know, they were, yeah. they, they were so intent, they were so keenly listening, they requesting clarification afterwards. Uh, mm. Video recording sometimes with two phones. Dual welding. The, ma- the
0: amount of cameras <laughs> pointed at me. So one of the topics that we taught on was the importance of marriage and family. Yeah. Why was that one chosen specifically for the the country that we're in? Um, uh,
1: partly because Hinduism creates uh, f- uh, fairly harsh marriages, so that you know adultery and, and divorce are not really. Divorce the norm is abuse of husbands and, mm. and uh, you know, abused wives. Yep. And um, at the same time, you know, culturally it seems as we've been asking questions what the norm is, it also seems kind of a, uh, a tacit egalitarianism in the way things that really play out in society. Um, so teaching, this, you know, how marriage is so important for society and for the church, and as a picture of the gospel, It's mm. so so important for those two individuals in marriage. To, you know that was um, that was important because marriage here can be very distorted often.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's amazing seeing how one of, the, one of the tragedies here, how many such a high rate of husbands that have to leave to go and supply, so going to go and provide for the for their, um, their wives and children by going away into other countries for years. You know, not, not just young single guys before they get married, the fathers, husbands, leaving for years at a time, yep. and leaving
0: children without fathers and mothers yeah. without husbands. And... Just about every church we went into, there was like 80% women and yeah. children. Yeah. Like 50 women over here, and about 10 guys, because yeah. the rest and, of them... And are. a lot of the
1: guys were either quite young or quite old. Yeah, really,
0: old. they come back to retire.
1: Yeah. Which makes, and that, that sort of leads into one of the other ones, the teaching about that I was doing with the pastors, yep. uh, qualifications for elders. One of the struggles here is having enough men to select among them for eldership. Mm. There's times when the pastor is one of the only uh, uh, men in in, in in the village that could really be doing the work of the pastor. Mm. Um, that's before you even start getting into whether a person has a call on their life to, to do something. Right? Yeah. Um, it's you know, it's painful to hear about. It's obviously one of those things that we expect and pray that God would would turn the tide back in culturally, so that families are together, so that men are in their in their villages and can somehow you know God will have to be the one to do that because it's a, mm. uh, a mammoth effort ahead of ahead of the church here. But mm. um, yeah, and uh, you yeah, know there were others. There was
0: evangelism, Great Commission. Yeah, yeah yep. tell us
1: about that. You did one of those. Tell us why we
0: yeah um... summarize that. Say why why that was so important. This, this group. Yeah, I think it was very helpful for the, the believers, even just reminding them, like, what is the gospel? What is the message that we actually preach? Just reminding them, because um, it's so much prosperity gospel, and come to Jesus and he'll heal you, and come to Jesus and you'll have a, a blessed life. Just reminding them, you know, yeah, Jesus does heal, and yes, we have a spiritually blessed life, but the gospel is that we're sinners. We've sinned against a holy God, and we can be justified in his sight by faith in Jesus. Jesus has died, and he's resurrected for us. He's a perfect sacrifice. Just reminding them of all these rich gospel truths. And reminding them that this is a this is the message that is given to them reminding them of the the sovereignty of God over salvation Um, the spirit is given to them to empower them to proclaim and herald the good news and and it is the spirit who works in the people listening to the good news Um, the spirit regenerates their hearts so it was just encouraging the believers again to continue in in the Great Commission and and evangelism really just stirring them up because it's something that they're already doing uh, a lot of these churches and some churches need to do it more than others but some of these churches we went to, there's one one village we went to, there's a church that's been there for, I think, six or seven years, and half of the village is already Christian. I was talking to one of the non-believers, and he, he says to me, through a translator, he says, yeah, you know, two-thirds of the people here are Christian because of the church. And and in, and it's now reaching into the, the neighboring villages. Yeah. They're um, so they're, they're, they're planning churches in these, you know, these mountains and valleys that are pretty hard to get to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: unreal. And, and then teaching on that, doing lectures on it, yep. theological talks on it, and then doing events for each place so we yeah. went, we would, we would team up with some of the, the locals and some of our translators, because yep. not all of the locals here can speak English as well, so we went with somebody who could, you know, duolingual, and then a bilingual, that's the word I'm after. Into their own village, yeah, yeah. You know, show us, show us the non-Christian houses, and went there, had conversations, had. Um, uh, I mean, the evangelism conversations
0: are great. Yeah. Um, Especially in the it, villages, because you you just get there, you start sh- sharing a couple of tracks, talking to a bunch of people, and all of a sudden, one by one, all these people come, and half the village is there, and they're all just they're all just listening. they want to yeah. hear what this white person has to in say. In the city,
1: that it was a bit more hostile, but yeah, in, in, in the, the in the villages, you get um, you know some of the some of the guys, the locals told us to sing a song.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we'll would sing some okay. hymns to them.
1: Sung a couple of hymns and then just 30 people would come out of nowhere, yeah. come and watch the, the, you know, the, 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 the Australians do a song, and then just stick around, intent, interested, as we just do a 20-minute sermon in the open yeah. air through a translator. Yep.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, amazing, you know, Yeah, it's just, unreal. There's a few times where I had a group of you know, 20, 30 kids listening to me. They're walking over from school, walking up these mountains home from school. Um, tell them a couple Bible stories, gave them all tracks, so they were taking it home to their families. Um, yeah, hey, so... you guys, you
1: guys went on a, a big hike one day.
0: Yeah. Up, up to...
1: To a neighbouring we, we were village. high in the mountain. Yeah. We were very high in the mountain. It was yeah. beautiful. Church, right on this wonderful valley. <laughs> uh, but then, you guys hiked another, what, was it an um, hour, hour and a half up?
0: Yeah, another hour, yeah. Unreal. And um,
1: so I went to this, yeah, people just so far removed from... <laughs> the main materials of society. society. Yeah. Got them with the gospel. Got him a good afternoon
0: of gospel with us in. A bunch of tracks went around. Yeah, and most people haven't even thought through their own religion. There's, yeah. There was multiple times where I was talking to a Hindu person and I'd ask, so what, what does your God do for you? And more, more than more than one occasion they'd say, oh, they don't do anything. And I'd say, yeah, when, when you pray to them, they can't hear you, can they? And they go, yeah, they, they don't hear our prayers. Yeah. Like they they know that their gods aren't even real. They just have them there because it's a it's a family tradition and yeah. you've got to pray to them. And... Yeah, I,
1: I lost count of how many times I was told uh, when I asked them what they believe. The answer was, well, I believe what my my grandfather taught my father and yep. me, and my father teaches me. Yeah, that's what I believe. Yeah, and that, they're the, just the, ready the, to hear. The, the main movies. answer was not even the content. The main answer was the authority that gave it to them. Hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, but what, what is that, that you believe? Oh, I worship Krishna. Oh, I, and, yeah. and finding a way to work in effective evangelism, apologetics. I was even I was talking to John, last night on the bus ride about about presuppositional apologetics in a Hindu context. Yeah, yeah. Talk to us about that. Um, uh, well, the. So what is what is presuppositional apologetics? Let's start there. Uh, Presup is the, the a style of apologetics that. Uh, does not pretend neutrality and try and um, answer supposed questions or oppositions to the Christian faith but works by slipping the punches and asking questions to expose the deepest presuppositions of somebody's worldview and then striking at them to show the inconsistency of every worldview other than the Christian worldview so that's our, our go-to approach with atheism. We don't so much hear somebody say, uh, "Prove to me that Jesus rose. Prove to me that God exists. Or prove to me that what?"
0: Which would be classical apologetics. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sometimes evidential classical, yep. where you go, "Well, I I understand that you don't believe simply because you don't have the information yet. Mm. Let me prove it to you, and if I do so intellectually, rationally, you'll you will, uh, you know, uh, kneel to that inf- that that." that weight of the evidence.
0: You'll decide that the resurrection is plausible. Yeah. Or or possibly plausible. plausible. Yeah.
1: Right? And, yeah, the reason we don't like that is because the the best you can do is get somebody to the point of agreeing that Christianity, no, 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 not even Christianity, that theism is likely. You can't obligate somebody by rationalism into the Christian faith. Definitely not try unity you know, the Trinity, the God of Scripture. All you can do is bring them to the rational, logical likelihood of God, yep. nameless God, and, uh, and then you can present, and hey, doesn't Christianity kind of uh, seem like the, 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 the most um, uh, consistent and coherent expression of that theism? Whereas presuppositionalism says... You're questioning these facts about the Bible. You're pretending like you have no belief. You actually have a whole system of assumed beliefs that you don't even know you have because they're so assumed, they're so basic to your worldview, you don't even think about them. Mm. So let's start attacking those. What is the nature of truth? How do you know that you can know truth? How do you know that your brain can be trusted? You want want to talk about science? How do you even know that your senses are trustworthy? Um, How do you know that yesterday happened? no one are in a simulation
0: you know you go to their presuppositions yeah. and stuff so every worldview has a presupposition a presupposing yeah, multiple presuppositions yeah. and, so, and
1: so with Hinduism okay it's not, it's not atheism and the kind of presuppositional argumentation I might use on the streets of Australia an atheist are probably pretty rationally irrelevant to a Hindu
0: yeah
1: right um so again, so you ask questions until you find their deep presuppositions. Uh, okay, so one of them, for example, was... I was with uh, one of our great translators and he said... Um, and the people were... I was pushing them and asking them some questions and basically their big authority, their big presupposition is oh my, this is what our families always believed. Yeah. This is true for me. They weren't using that language. But this is true for me. I believe this because... This is what has always been. This is what my family has always believed. Yeah. This ought to be my belief. And um, the translator said a very, very presupposed line. He goes, um, is, it, "Is it important for you to not abandon the practices of your family?" I said, "Very." Okay. Is it not the case that in farming, and in housing, and in clothing, and in every other area of your life? you change as new information or new technology becomes available. That simply because your grandfather did it does not make it more... does not make you... does not bind you to it. Mm. Why not the same with your religious beliefs? Yeah. Which which is like not an argument you'd make with an atheist in Australia. Because that's not their presupposition. Their presupposition is never, well, I'm loyal to the belief of my ancestors. Yeah. And then, and you could just see a ticket in the heads going, yeah, I, yeah. What makes my religious belief sacred in the sense that I can't question it? Mm. I question everything else, and it's not a problem. In fact, it's progress. Mm. Why can't I? Why can't I receive the news of this new god and and question of And boom, that was great. That was a well done. Yeah, you
0: know,
1: that was well done. He found that presupposition that the, the highest authority that they were working with, and just smashed it. Yeah. Things like that,
0: you know. So, yeah. Anyway, evangelism is great. Yeah. That'll conclude this week's carpool car. What are we calling it? Bus pool. S. P. Q. No. Q. A. <laughs> that that that'll conclude this week's um, Q and A video. Uh, but next week we're gonna have a part two, more stories, hey. more evangelism. Um, stay tuned. We gotta get. We to get here. We gotta make back to sit here, make
1: it yeah. the karaoke. Carpool, karaoke. Of all the hymns and songs we've sung on our buspool karaoke drives, uh, and our uh, local uh, Asian brothers have a have a favourite particular song of that we've brought with us here, and uh, and this is it. Three, go! We'll be alright! <laughs> we'll be, the world the world be all right. son! We'll be alright! I'm Down a donor's We'll be sharpening the axe to cut down a oak. We'll be sharpening the axe to cut down a oak. And we're oh, stronger strongest